I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. <laughs> and a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Welcome back. Well, thank you. And thanks to Tanya for holding down the fort while yeah, I was gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Capable hands. Capable hands. We're so happy that you're back. It sounds like you got a little bit of a cold. Yeah, Kathy had one when we started out the trip, and I managed to catch it about midway through. Oh, so. Kathy's typhoid, Mary. Uh, really, yeah, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not COVID or anything. We tested. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, but still. But still, you know, you don't want to be sick on vacation. But I pushed through, Scott, as you know I And would. You, you would soldier on. Of course you would. Yes, I did. Yes. Nothing's going to keep you from, from the from sunshine. My, no, and my one... Uh, my one-kilometer swim that I was doing every day. Oh, oh, well, look at that fancy I try, pants. I, I try not to gain weight on the trip, so I work really hard all day swimming and stuff, so uh-huh. I can eat all night. Heck yeah. yeah. What did you eat? Fresh fish mainly, every almost every night. Oh, Beautiful mm, fresh, mm, fresh fish. Beautiful fresh. Mm, Snapper, grouper, and sea bass. That's on and the shrimp. Pacific, right? No, it is on the Caribbean side. The Caribbean side? Oh, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. yeah. I like me like the Caribbean. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's, yeah. oh. Yeah, feel, well, I, I hate that blessed. for you. Thank you so Thank much you. For, for taking the one for the team. Oh, you're welcome, for, Scott. For enjoying that time on the beach. Thank you. It was my you pleasure. Know? Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> some of us just, you know, we just had to do other things. I know, but you've but had you. pretty decent weather while I was gone. So Girl, I don't have to look, here's guilty. one thing that drove me crazy. Oh, I heard. They're going crazy about a storm that never happened. That never <laughs> happened. Like, not. It didn't even think about. Like, it, my phone was even lying to me. Like, I. Everybody. I was so like. Friday, we're like, we're gonna get hit. Yeah, it's gonna come. Like, we're going like, you know, because we've had a very mild winter here in Chicago. Ah, uh-huh, yes, we had the mildest we're, I can remember ever. I know it's been a very. I'm like, oh, okay, it just kind of feels like a. But we thought maybe there'd be some, you know, payback. Yeah, there would be. That's what I figured. I was like, it's going to be payback. It's going to happen on March 3rd. And I'm like, all right, got the day off. I'm like, I went and I got extra bundles of firewood. I called up my friend. I'm like, I'm making beef bourguignon. You know, we're going to come over. We're going to sit in front of the fire. We're going to eat expensive beef stew, you know, and like, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm going to get up early and take the dog out for a long walk before any weather hits and blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing everything and walking and doing and doing and walking and th- there's nothing going on. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at my phone. They're like, oh, it's flurrying outside. I'm like, what are you? What? No. There was nothing. I heard. Nothing happened. I was so happy, though. It wasn't even all that cold. I know. I We got a, I, I literally, I, I had a, like a little pullover on the plane and. I had my little thin-down jacket that I grabbed when I landed, uh, you know, I got out of my suitcase. I'm like, I get in, right into a taxi, I'm like, I literally could have come in my flip-flops. You're like, I'm hot. And, and I was, I was worried. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I, look at, I'm not complaining. No, 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 no. I'll take it. No, but do you know who who was complaining? The GOP. They're complaining a lot right now. And Ooh, they're yeah. complaining about everything. And they believe that, you know, they're all about thinking about the children. Oh, right. We got to think about oh, the children. Yeah, right. yeah. And yet everything that they're doing is they're not thinking about the children. But you know what? We here on Out Chicago, we are thinking about the children. So we're, I wanted to do a little thing about, like, let's talk about some folks who are taking care of our our, our younger people and young adults uh, here in Chicago. Good plan. Uh, so Illinois Safe School. Alliance, which is a program of the Public Health Institute of Metropolitan Chicago, uh, they're launching a new youth-led initiative to support LGBTQ plus young people across Illinois. Um, they also got received this uh, grant from Hollister, you know, the clothing yeah. brand. They they have a whole. Uh, 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 initiative to focus on the mental wellness of 
teens. Uh, so we're going to be speaking with uh, Megana Menon uh, later on in the show about this new initiative uh, to look after the emotional and uh, you know mental well-being of our young people, which I can only imagine. It's got to be weird seeing all of this stuff, especially for you know for queer youth, oh, like yeah. all of these bills that are passing across the country. It's got to be doing something, you know, seeping in. So we're gonna we're gonna chat with uh, Megana uh, later on the show, and then okay. So remember when I uh, was past judgment at the World of Chocolate? Of course, it was right before I left. It was amazing. It was wonderful, and I met these two real well three really incredible people. Um, Alvin Green and Angela Ferguson, they are behind Al's Cookie Mix, which is uh, with two X's, so you know it's fun. Mm -hmm. And it's a brand new small business uh, with a very big mission of employing special needs adults. Their uh, son, Aiden, um, is autistic. And so they're like, what happens after when they, when they, when kids turn 22 and the, the buses stop showing up and the resources stop happening. I know it well. I have friends that have been dealing with that as yeah, well. So we're gonna how be, difficult that is. So we're going to be speaking with them. So yeah. they've, they've got a brand new mission, a new business, oh, great good. cookies. Really, them. really great cookies. Um, yeah, you know, in the old days when we had guests in, I bet we would have gotten some uh, cookies. Well, I already had the cookies. So. Yeah, you did. I know. Look, you go swim another kilometer, okay. and then I'll get you some cookies. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and, of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a click and a like and a share and all that good stuff. And if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820. And while you're at it, follow WCPT820 on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. What did I miss? TikTok. I said TikTok. Facebook, Facebook Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, all those, That's you it. know, That's all that stuff. And also, you can follow Heartland Signal as well, our sister organization. Absolutely. So there we go. So, Ella Miller, it was a great, it was good just yeah, to get out of Dodge. You know, we love it down there. Every time we go, we go, it's getting so crowded here. Or maybe we should rethink it. And then we, like, booked up through the year 2026. <laughs> what? Girl, okay, now I've got a question for you. Because, <laughs> yeah. okay, I know, I mean, I'm all about traditions and, and things. Mm -hmm. So, you go the same place every year. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have wanderlust to go explore something well, new? Well, you know that we do other things well, in the fall. No, I know you, know. you go. No, I know that you but, travel and you do but, all that stuff. You know, but there are other warm places there, in the Caribbean. You know, we have uh, this little Isla Mujeres where I go has become like a little second home. We know so many people there. Right. I know the the musicians there. So, like, I ended up playing a show one night. Well, I saw keyboard player didn't show, his, his keyboard broke and they needed me. I was only supposed to do a couple of tunes. I did a 90-minute. Um, I've traveled the Caribbean extensively. My parents had a timeshare in the Cayman Islands when I was I, a kid. I've traveled the Caribbean well, extensively. Well, because on the cruise, on the cruise, I've hit right. all oh, these islands. The thing about Can uh, Isla is Chicago to Cancun is an easy, so easy, reasonably priced flight. Yeah. And then to take this little jump, this ferry over, 
of all the things we've seen, there, you know, it just works so well for us. And the reason we book ahead is we stay in a small hotel right. on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still kind of reasonable. Oh, yeah. And there's a limited number of rooms and people... You want to make sure they're... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might cancel it. I'm not saying I may will. Oh, yeah. No, no, go, no, no. But people book their rooms one, two, and three years in advance at this little hotel. And it's the same people every year at the same week. So it's like... Like a kind family. of a little, little home, reunion. Like a, there we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a community. It's, okay. It's, it's kind of, it's funny. I made, <laughs> I did make fun of my parents, Scott. We are our parents. I made fun of them because I hate timeshares. They bought a timeshare in 1984 that they had for, for 30 years. And we went in 2015. was like, I'm like, don't you want to go somewhere different? <laughs> right? Or, See, I mean, like, yeah. But, they had the, but their friends had the same weeks. Yeah. And it's, so. now that I'm thinking about it, talking to you about it, I'm literally following the same pattern. Right. Even though it's not a timeshare, <laughs> it's the same Same pe- thing, though. It's the same folks. So I guess I just, my genes, I don't know. But, there you uh, go. I, but, you know, it, when you find a place that's that comfortable and that reasonable, once you get there, it's pretty reasonable, reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's getting more crowded. It's getting crazy. But if you carve out your own little niche and you have your own group of friends and you can it's do your getting thing bigger and bigger every year it's kind of crazy but yeah it, well yeah, well no the only reason it's, it's i ask is like, it's so funny because i was just talking with you know i was hanging out with some friends who they also like they kind of uh uh they have their places yeah where they go you know and it's like a, like new orleans you know i go there every you year go to new orleans. yeah but that's seems different that's it's for like a, a jazz fest you yeah, know and like yeah. that changes all the time right and, um but it just, it's like, there's, we live in this really great big world. I know. You know, and like, all right, let's go and check things out. Cause like, you know, I've got a friend who, like, she, it, she used to, like, get out of Dodge for the entire month of February. Mm-hmm. Nice if you can, if you I'm can like, do I it. cannot do that. Right. You know, not Someday. But yeah. Well, I'm, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure AM radio, AM radio is what I'm saying. But, uh, but, you know, but, but it was funny cause they're talking about, like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're our, we want to do something big for our daughter's uh, spring break, so we're going to go to Edinburgh. Like we were just last night, I went to go watch uh, the the Banshee of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. It's so, everybody loves it. It's now a got, great film, and you're like between now and next week. Oh, I've got so much. We'll talk about that yeah. later on. But like as we were starting, like there's this beautiful opening shot of Ireland and these mm, like green things. Ireland. And I'm like, I've never been. But when they're like, oh, we're going to go to Edinburgh. And I'm like, wait, what? Hold it. Pause. Because like you with Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. I could spend every August in Edinburgh. You have. I could, yeah. like, I, I, for the the Fringe the Festival, Fringe Festival uh-huh. that happens there, and it's all month long. And I've been lucky enough to, I've been there three times. Yeah, I've performed in, to performed there once, and brought a group of students back. I remember. To go. Yeah. So that was like it, it's it's my I love that place. It is my place of enchantment. If we want to use those mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm like, oh, oh, and I was like, oh, well, you need to go. I've never been during the spring, so. But if there is this, I'm going to go here, 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 do this, 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 and this, and this. I'm like, great. But, you know, it just seems like I – I don't know. They're just seeing – for some reason, you know, like whenever, like, they want to travel, it's like Turks and Caicos or Santa Fe. It's Turks and Caicos. Like, they found their happy place. I guess so. I guess so. But it's like I just think – I don't know. I keep going back to, you know, Habit is the Great Deadener. Um 
you yeah. know, but at the same time, but what, like what you were saying, though, how you've got a community of people and it's it's like a little family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I see people. There's once there's, a year we have friends from Winnipeg, Canada, the, uh, a couple of guys, uh, a Guido and his husband, Roger. We met them down there, I don't know, 10 years ago. I mean, this whole incredible family of people. Yeah. 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 Gay, so I can straight, totally see that. Know, um, and it's just. I don't know. I, we and our we bring our friends down, and they all want to keep coming down too. Because we were with two my friends. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Janine and Janet, and uh, so you know, I, I I guess I'm a creature of habit, but um, I just feel you know it's a special place. So yeah, no, well, then no, yeah. I just I was just just when yeah. it just popped into my head because I was with some people who also like we have they have their places. And I'm like, oh, but it seems like there's so many other places. I, I think if I were retired. Um, fully retired. I don't know when that is ever going to happen right. either. But, and I had like a whole winter off. I would definitely uh, broaden my, my warm horizons. horizons. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but when we have a finite amount of time and a finite amount of resources, stick with what you know, you kind of stick with something, you know, is going to be just always a great time. You come yeah. home, we're always like, oh my God, we always love it. So you can't, if, if you feel good about something, you, you can't deny it. I 100%. Guess. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm behind you with that, 100%. I do have to say, you need to step up your, your sunset selfie game. <laughs> it is. It was the same, same. Well, there were special guest stars. Act, there were some special guest stars here. That, I was giving people an actual, you know, that's our every, our right. every day. We got that for two weeks. I'm just saying. It's like the picture, there's you, sweetie's right over here, yeah. just popping around her heads over our, there. Our chairs. I know you beach. have your chairs. I, I, I know you exactly what's going the position of those chairs though? You tip, you tip the, you tip the beach guy well every single day and you get the best chair. Well, there the you go. <laughs> there were some good chairs, but I'm just saying, I know that's like, Oh, let's go down to the water or something. But it was always, I'm like, it is the same picture of you and Kathy. And it was like, you looked so radiant and so happy and just so like, yeah. where look at the, it's sunset on the beach. I'm like, okay. I know. So I'm just saying, in this social media world, we need to, you you should step up your content. I didn't post a ton. I just basically posted some sunsets. I know, but it was, was, I'm so glad that you had a wonderful time. I'll take that note. Just, it's a little note. Just creatively speaking. Check out Janet Stoddard's, uh, her Facebook page. She's our archivist, as we like to call it. She's a great photographer. She takes pictures of everything. So (laughs) let her take them off. Where are you in terms of, of that, of taking pictures of everything? Uh, I'm, I am I like to take a few, but I don't want to take everything. Same. Same, same, yeah. same. I want to, I think that you can remember it better but if you I don't do, take a picture. I do like that when we look back, we're happy she documented. Oh, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. documented, but yeah. But don't you think that you can, you absorb things more, like if you don't take pictures? Yeah, but you know, you know, I have a, a short attention span sometimes. Well, and, I know that. And I, and I forget, you know, I'm, I'm like always in the present. So, so, like living in the past for me is not I, I, to a fault almost. But I'm like, oh, I forgot that we did that, you know. Right. I do kind of keep moving forward all the time. So I, I kind of enjoy her documenting everything. And That's great. Yeah. But I mean, but do you do like, I have friends who are in real life 
who are just constantly taking pictures and like get together and take and then and I'm like stop stop it stop it stop it. There, there I think there is a time uh, there's a limit. There yeah, is a limit. Especially like the posy pictures. I'm like I'm done with the posy well, pictures. Well, you should see my friend Aguido who is he's a little uh he's a, a Canadian guy. He's a Philippine a- ancestry. He's a slight little man. He wears these little he brings a new suit every day. He Of course. And he has his hus- fashion. His husband takes a beauty a shot of, of him, him. every single day he, he these people that's i am around different. take so many pictures that's of. different but i mean just in terms of like just every day like we're like in the kitchen i don't picture but i'm like stop 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 i'm a little like that but not too bad okay okay i don't know i just feel like there's something a way I, I to what you mean like yeah. I, I had a friend over for dinner like i was saying i had a friend over for dinner on friday mm-hmm. and who's not on the socials mm-hmm. um you know oh. she's not she's just doesn't want to um and I wanted her, I found this really great, um, I, I, I've had like a weird week yeah, and just needed like some comforting. And I found this great clip of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, mm-hmm. singing his song, I Like You, to Joan Rivers when Aww. she was like a host on The, the Tonight Show. Yeah. And it's, and it's freaking Fred Rogers. I love them the both. nicest man on the planet who ever walked him, the planet. I just cried. The whole so thing. good. And he's singing the song, and it was just like, you know, it's just a very, like, I yeah. like you, and that's who we, I just like, and so I was trying to send it to people. And she was over, I'm like, oh, I can't send I it couldn't to you. send it to you, so I'm going to show it to you. And she's like, oh, great, now pull up. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to pull up another video. We're not going to watch, you know, whoever from the SAG Award. We're not going to do it. We're going to be here with each other. Put your phones down. Let's be here with each other. That's one thing that always drives me a little. Be here now. Yes. Are you reading that somewhere? No. Are you just going <laughs> to? No, that was when Ram Das was this um, yogi kind of, meta, you know, in the 70s when we were like in high school and junior high we were getting into Ram Dass and his big whole thing was be here now. And, and, we and it's true. embrace that. I honestly, I, from those days, I still believe that. But I think these little things, as convenient as they are and wonderful, these being a phone, if you are not watching, yes. um, they're wonderful and amazingly and what we can do with them is incredible. But it's like, I think sometimes we just forget that we're actually in the same room I totally together. agree and I'm guilty of it too myself sometimes. You know? So I'm just saying that was, yeah. that, that was my little I like your observation. moment of... Yeah. Of 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 my my serenity and clarity moment of beach time that did not happen. <laughs> that is, go on, a, you can go on a vacation with the people that you're in the room with. That's one thing. I love that. Anyway, yeah. But you know what? You could also do uh, just to be here now. What? I mean, you can be here now, but you on March 25th, you could be at the uh, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana, mm-hmm. and you could be there um, watching. The top five of RuPaul's Drag Race season fourteen. I think that would be fun yeah. to be there. To Heck be there yeah. then, you could be here now. And well, you know what? Here's the deal. So we're very excited because, uh, as you know, the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race season fourteen is coming to the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, Hard Rock Casino, Howard Casino, Casino Northern Indiana's mm-hmm. new Hard Rock Live mm-hmm. venue on March twenty fifth. Uh, and you know, it's our tenth year of the show. Let's give away prizes. Let's so do today it. we're going to give away three. Pairs of tickets 
three pairs of tickets to the first three callers to 773-763-9278. Uh, three pairs of tickets to the first three callers to 773-763-9278 to see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster. Now, you must be 21 or over to attend because, you know, casino. But for more information, you can call 219-22-82383 or visit hardrocknorthernindiana.com for those tickets. Or you can be the first three callers to call 773-763-9278. Contests running on WCPT 820 are open to listeners 18 or older and residents of the greater Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void where prohibited by law. Listeners may only qualify to win once every 30 days. So And complete rules are available on our website at WCPT820.com by clicking the contest tab. So be on the phone right here, right now. They're lighting up. They're lighting up. All there we go. Uh, hey, listen, we do need to take a break. because yep. And when you were gone, there was another big happening. Yeah, I'm, I heard about it. Uh, the mayoral election? Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah, it is. There we are. Well, we're going to be talking about the municipal election when we get back from this break. But before we go, this part about Chicago is brought to you by Team Hochberg. If you are a first-time homebuyer, which means you have not owned a home within the past three years, you need to call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. First-time buyers made up just 26% of home buyers last year, down from 34% the previous year, which is the lowest it's been in over 40 years. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to turn those numbers around by incentivizing first-time home buyers with substantially lower rates. If you live in the Chicago area, earn less than $105,700, and have not owned a home within the past three years, Call Team Hochberg to see if you qualify for amazingly low interest rates. I'm not making this up, Ellen. Mm-mm. Wouldn't do it. Nope. Nope. This, this special offer can expire at any time. Tick tock right here, <laughs> right now. So don't miss your opportunity to secure these low rates to see if you, your kids, or grandkids qualify for these amazingly low rates. Call Team Hochberg now at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That number again is 855-563-2843 or visit 56david.com. Lower.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. Going to take a quick break. Talking uh, about the elections and yep, the runoff. We're all going to be running off, so come on back. You listen to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm writer and activist Stacey Anshin. You are listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. Thank you, Scott. You look so, like, just... Like just lightly sun kissed and I literally sit under an umbrella with fifty on and this is how I come out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, but it's great. I'm swim you know, I swim a lot and stuff and I, I don't want to get overly tan. It, no, I, but did you do that back in the day? Oh God, yes. I know. Are you yes. kidding? Are you baby kidding? oil. Baby with, oil and an aluminum blanket. Yeah, they did that. Do you remember those foil, those reflectors? No, we. Well, I'm older than you. We just had to hold foil on cardboard. <laughs> well, there was that, but no, but it, but in the '80s there were those that like was, yeah, those I, blankets. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah. Oh, I used to take the aluminum foil to another level. I yeah. would. My summer would be like get up, go to swim practice. Go out to our, we had a deck, um, and then lay out my sister's 
aluminum foil yeah, blanket, grease myself up, bring out the radio, and like you know the kind that you had to tune in yeah, with the leader, yeah. that whole thing, and just sit out there and just bake. That all was day. a rite of passage. That was before the ozone layers were depleted and the uh, well, skin cancer. And well, everything. No, I think all that was still happening. We were we just going. We didn't care. We were you. We had our whole life ahead of us. Yep, we. There we go. There we go. Well, it feels like we got a whole other lifetime to wait to before for before we know who our new mayor is. As I say, Scott, on April fourth, we'll now we'll we'll pick the next person that we'll absolutely hate. In indeed, <laughs> indeed, that is that is how it rolls. Uh, so yeah, the 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 elections were this week here in Chicago. Uh, turnout was. Yeah, I'm worried it's going to be the same, if not worse, for the next one. You know, I think people were were waiting because the field was so big. I think they were waiting for the runoff because it was only 35. percent Does anybody the, know, remember what it was when Lori won four years ago? Uh, I don't that know. I don't know. I was it was curious. up a little. bit. It was a little, was a little bit more. 40%? I think. Yeah. I don't know. So we're headed to uh, <laughs> to a runoff between yeah. Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also going to be additional elections for 16 wards for the aldermen. Yeah. Right there. There's some runoffs that. that are going right, right. there. Um, and Mayor Lightfoot is out. Yeah. You know, I was sad. Um, I voted for Mayor Lightfoot, as I said I was going to do. And. You know, she just wasn't political enough. She has a personality that uh, I don't think she, you know, she she didn't build a coalition of people and do the things that political people do. And that was her downfall. Uh, I well, think. like what? What do you think that she could have? Well, like, the, the you co- know, she didn't have a lot of support in the city council. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people quit. Uh, you know, she and, and I think some mayors and leaders in the past have held their nose and just done things, you know, to build coalition. Right, yeah. And yeah. I, she's just not that type of person. The other thing, uh, we talked about it on, uh, while we were away a little bit, you know, they say she might have a little bit of a Napoleon complex, and she's kind of, you know, she's tough. and she's, but, but here's the thing. Yeah, go. Rahm Emanuel is also a little tiny little wisp of a guy. <laughs> and he's a tough... <laughs> He's, but but when a man yeah. is mm-hmm. got a Napoleon complex and is tough and arrogant and you know throws the f bomb around, you know it's okay. But a woman is still under a much yep. harsher lens, yep. and it may be acceptable for a guy to be tough and no nonsense. But when it's a woman. It doesn't wash. And this is one of the reasons I voted for, because I feel she's been unfairly judged in some ways. In some ways, the judgment, we all agree. I think she, I wish she would have worked better and been a little bit kinder and gentler in her approach. But I still don't think that, you know, and and, and I also feel that four years in this job and, and bringing us through the pandemic, she does not get credit for that. And nobody's going to step into this job and change the world in four years. I don't care who you are. So I'm disappointed that her four years of experience are not going to lend themselves to four more years of potentially continuing to do the good things she did and continue to evolve as a as a mayor here in Chicago that's a successful one. So, you know, here we go. I mean, you know, Paul Vallis, more of the same. Uh, he's he's guy runs around from one one job to another around the country, and, you know, he leaves that one after a few years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brand- I- I'm obviously going to go for the progressive candidate. 
I don't know as much about him as I need to, but I don't know what choice I have, really. Yeah. How yeah. about you? What do you think? Well, yeah, no, I, I think you, you know exactly what you were saying. Here, I, as I've said before, I think Mayor Lightfoot did an incredible job during the pandemic. I think she did an amazing job during the pandemic. Like the way that she was, you know, haircut gate aside, really, whatever, like that. Yeah, everybody I have people that brought just, that up too. Yeah. I know, which is so silly. Like yeah. just Other calm women down. bringing it up, yeah. Of course, because, mm-hmm. and we talked about it the last time yeah. you were, before you left, you know, just about how like she would have been criticized if she didn't get the haircut. She would have been criticized yeah. if she got criticized because she didn't get the haircut. So she, oh, she doesn't look right to be a mayor. Her hair's a mess. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but, so, well, again, we'll talk about her suits or yeah. tailoring. But anyway, but, uh, but I and I thought she did a great job in being like a really good leader there. But where some of the missteps were, I think the her big run in with the CPS. No, that was that was pretty. That's pretty darn that big. And then you one. have two candidates, Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson, who were both associated with CPS. Yeah. You know, um, of course, I believe the Chicago Teachers Unions backed Brandon mm-hmm, Johnson. Mm-hmm. So now I'm happy to scream, "Let's go, Brandon!" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and one thing that I think is really interesting and. You know, with the voter turnout, it was only 35 uh, percent for this election. And of course, like young people did not come out. They did not vote. And it was so interesting to me because, you know, when I was at work and I was speaking with people, with younger people. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? The only thing they say is like they're all there. There's this mentality of that they'll a cab thing all cops are bad mm. kind of thing and they're like she's in bed with the cops and all cops are bad and blah 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 and I'm like okay we do need police reform that's I've been saying that like we do need to figure we we need to stop having you know police do other things that aren't in their job description you know which doesn't tax them but it's young people are there's there's no room for nuance it seems within like like what you were talking about in terms of like building a coalition mm. or building a things there they have it's it's black and white yeah you know there's no gray mm. in in here and it's there's this whole instead of looking about how to change the system and how to change the way like you know the police force is trained the way their their obligations their duties right to to serve and protect and what that entails. Mm-hmm. They they just want to just like abolish and yeah. rebuild like they, but, but they the have, baby out of the bathroom. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I think I think that's part of the reason why Mayor Lightfoot lost but I guess the young people didn't come out to vote um, but because there was this huge message about crime and it seemed like you know Paul Vallis had the shinier um, solution I mean you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he, the way he addressed crime in Chicago mm-hmm. made it was a little bit more sensational, a little bit more like, I'm going to be tough on crime. And people kind of gravitated towards that. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. And Brandon Johnson, who's a West Side resident, who he's like, he's he's been very frank mm-hmm. with that. And I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I don't know where I'm going with, with this. Old, but it's it was like a the police that the crime has been the number one of the, the number one issues uh, in this election yeah and i i read that uh Vallis's support mainly came from the northwest and southwest side of the city i do know a lot of uh democrats who live in lakeview and live on the north side that through their support to Vallis because they are afraid 
of crime, and that his message resonated. Remember, he's a professional campaigner. I mean, this guy's got a lot of roles in a lot of places. He knew what message to get out there, to his credit. And, you know, uh, people are just, they're into, they don't, you know, nobody wants crime in their backyard. But good luck just saying you're going to do something about it. It's if, if it was that easy, it would have been, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. So yeah. um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried it's probably going to be Vallis because so many people just. Because they, of name recognition? Because of ra- name recognition. Or, or, and they think he's going to be tougher on crime. Or is it subtly because he's a white man? And he's a white male. I mean, and this is what makes me sadder than anything. Yeah. About the whole Senate thing, he was I don't the know. Only I white think people. I think, and here he is. I think most of the people who ever like, I think the people who voted for Vallis, yeah, this last election, they're going to continue to vote. And yeah. I think the people who voted for everybody else is going to go the towards question. Yes, is going to go towards Johnson. And it is so, a question of is Mayor Lightfoot going to throw her support to to Johnson? So yeah, you know that's a she has a lot of support. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I think it's it'll be it'll it's going to be interesting. I, I was hoping if 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 my vote uh, for Lightfoot didn't put her over the top, but I was hoping Chewy might be, but he didn't do that well. No, there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, yeah, he had some. He had some they brought up some things. They brought that, up some stuff, and I brought it up too. I yeah, mean, you know. so it's like. Mm, mm, anyway. But I, I, I watched the progressive uh, forum that was at the hideout a couple weeks ago, and I thought he came off uh, a lot better. But I don't think people really took the time to look at these debates and look at these forums as much. I think they were so overwhelmed by all these candidates that it was just like blah blah blah. You know, it was just yeah. Like, there are so many of them. Too, too much. But at the mayoral forum that happened here with the WCPT hosted right. uh, with Jonas Pizzito, Santita uh, Jackson, and Patty Vasquez, overwhelmingly people were like, Brandon Johnson did really, really yeah. well. Once people heard him. They, they, they yeah. heard him, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's what it is, is taking time out to to listen. Uh, but it's some good news yeah. that happened with the elections. Like there were some out candidates that that one, that you know, Maria yeah. Haddon, uh, she is reelected as the older woman for the Good 49th for war. We had her on in the beginning. Yeah. And but and she won, I think, like, like 75 percent. She's like, been was, a real mark in the she's, city council. Yeah, really yeah. has. She really has. And then Alderman-elect Bennett Lawson for the 44th ward. That's uh, Tom Tunney's. Uh, old position. He used to be his chief of staff, staff. I believe. Yes, that's what uh, he he he's taking over, and he won. So good, someone that right knows there. how to do the job. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and my alderman Andre Vasquez uh, was reelected good. from the fortieth. And and I he's he's a DJ. Didn't he, is he, he was he, he was a, a he had a rap he, he was, he was a, a hip hop he, he was a hip hop artist and he came under criticism for homophobic lyrics and we had him on the show we and did. I'm like and I'm like look people change and things like when you something you say when you're 21 yeah as a part of the hip hop culture is very different from where you are now you know so but and he's he's I think he's just been tremendous he's been a tremendous alderman he really gets things done within the ward um so yeah so that was that was some goodness I think yeah, that, that came out of fine, this. yeah I'm glad we had some good news yes all right sorry there's going on, things going on things that are happening over here let's go to uh, we're talking about the uh the uh, 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 election. Sorry, yeah. I'm got just distracted. Happened on Tuesday. It just happened on Tuesday. Let's go to the phones and talk to Steve in Chicago. Steve, welcome. You're on out Chicago. Hello. Um, I just wanted to um, say, and this is coming from somebody who I have 
police officers. I've had police officers in my family. Yeah. So on the one hand, I understand what an incredibly tough and dangerous job it is. Yeah. And I also understand that there are people that should never have a badge and a gun. They're in it for the wrong reasons. Yep, true. Um, and so I think one of the things we need to keep pointing out is um, Paul Vallis is taking a lot of money from the Fraternal Order of Police. Mm-hmm. And that organization just reelected a president who defended the January 6th traitors. Ugh. Yeah, we know. Um, and the, the FOP actually brought... Uh, Ron DeSantis up from Florida. Yep. And they oh, were. Yeah, that happened while you were gone. They, 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 yeah. They, they were so chicken. They didn't even host him in Chicago. They hosted him in Elmhurst. I yeah. think that says a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah agreed. Agreed, Steve. That's uh, why I am not voting for him. <laughs> yep. So th- thank you for for reminding us of, of that, that little insight and that little and, nugget of. of and there fun are fact. good cops. One of my best Again, friends oh. is a great cop. She got into it for the right. I always say she did it for the right reasons. You yep. know, Uh she was got into it to be a, in forensics because she had a scientific background, and then she, I, she said, "I can't. I, I, it's going to be hard to do that." I said, "Well, well what are you going to do now? You, you, you're going to be just like a cop." She goes, "They taught me how to get the bad guy, and that's what I got to do." Yeah, well, uh, and I've got a friend as well who listens. Hello, Kathy. She listens to the show every every Hi, week. Kathy. She is a retired Chicago police officer. Um, she understands the the complexities of the issues. She also understands the good that that cops can do. Yes, you know. Um. So and so again, it's all about the nuance. It's like yes. it, there's there's so much more gray. Gray just seems like that seems like such an awful color. Why can't we use like primary colors? You know, so much more Something yellow. More, yeah, no, but like in between, like if it's pink. not, it's so not just yellow pink. and blue. It's green. You know, like there we are. But there's there's so much nuance when it comes to talking about this, and I, I don't know. I just think we need to be open for those discussions. Yeah. So, Indeed. so yeah, but also just remember there what's going on. Did you also hear? You might have been gone. Uh, Trump dropped a single. No, he did. He he uh, he 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 released a single with um, the. Uh, uh, it's basically, the, the, I think they're called the January Sixth Chorus. What? It's people who are imprisoned uh, for oh, for January Sixth, no. and they're singing the Star Spangled Banner oh. while Trump uh, recites the the Pledge of Allegiance over. <laughs> it's actually Sounds a thing. Like a it came out. It sounds, but it's like it happened. So <gasps> I miss that. Mary, Scott. I know. Well, it's all right. Uh, oh, you know, I'm glad I did. Dick Clark would not be happy. Oh, you can't. Doesn't horrible. have a good beat. You can't dance to it. You know. I give it a twenty. Do you remember on American Band? Oh, of course. Okay, anyway, I'm making old. I love it. There we are. Oh gosh, we need to. We got to take a break. We have a lot to talk about. We do. We've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's more out Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm improviser Matthew Van Colton. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller. Yes. As we're rolling Good along. To be back. There you are. You're back. You're sun kissed. Mm-hmm. There we are. Mm-hmm. On, on to spring. On to spring. Happy meteorological spring. It happened on March 1st. It did? Yeah, March 1st is what they call meteorological spring because. In the meteorological world, December 1st is what they call the beginning of winter as opposed to December 21st. 
So they use the first uh, day of the month. Ah. So it's something to be uh, excited about. Sure. And the time we're moving, we're, we're springing forward next. Uh, next we might week. be. It might be the last time we spring forward. Okay. People are. That up. means we're not springing back. Then we won't spring back. That's fine. Yeah. I'm but okay. then all the babies that have to go to school in the dark. That's mm, what they're very worried I about. Know. But I get that. I understand that. But mm. anyway. And save us all. It's an ongoing discussion. It's always an on- every year. It's an ongoing <laughs> oh, discussion. It's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, along with other uh, legislation that seems stupid, uh, Tennessee. Ugh. We we dipped our toe in it last week because I was in Tennessee when it passed mm, the lovely. legislature there. Mm. Uh, so didn't, uh, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee he actually signed into law a bill that restricts adult cabaret performances. That's in quotes uh, from children's view on public property with violators facing facing up to felony charges. Um, so we're not going to be people screaming around this like drag is illegal. We can't do drag. It's like, no, you can still do drag, but it has to be in in, in, in it can't be not, at, in, a public not in a public place where where a minor can see it. Mm-hmm. So like a bar. Sure. But uh, uh, here's the thing. What it does do like you. You just can't be in drag in public, well, and you can't in public places. Right. What were you saying? Yeah, yeah. How can they do? I mean, because how about people just live their lives? Right, right. right. Well, it's, it's well. There's so many different things that are happening. There's also like he also was really shady. Um, he also signed a bill that severely limits gender affirming care in the state, and there are other states that are continuing to target the health care of transgender folks. Um, so. So what they do is they have the law has redefined male and female impersonators, aka drag artists, uh, as adult cabaret performers, uh, performers, and it bans adult-oriented performances that are harmful to minors. So basically, that means like if a kid can be there, you can't do drag, which you know like is weird. It's very very weird. Um, it, but it means like you can't do like drag time story hours or anything and there probably can't be any drag in a pride parade that happens because there are minors like that's public and which so it's just very strange to me uh and also the way that they've redefined this whole thing about um adult oriented performer Mm -hmm. they have lumped drag artists into the same category as um like uh, exotic dancers and like stripping, you know, mm-hmm. and in Tennessee, they already have obscenity laws. I'm just wondering what the repercussions of this, if they are now called adult oriented performers, do they now have to register themselves as adult, uh, an oriented business, like for the bars and stuff, because there are different liquor laws that happen. So like if you mm-hmm. go to a strip club, you cannot sell hard liquor. You cannot like that is in Tennessee. In Tennessee, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Um, so now, if they offer a drag performance, do they have to redo their liquor laws? That's going to screw up many small businesses that they are won't around like that. there. No, they won't like that, and it's it's just odd. And and I, I'm also worried about what is it going to do for the trans community in these states where they're outlawing drag in public if a person is just going to work right in their clothes can they be arrested could they be arrested could they be accused of being in drag and it's a felony isn't yeah it? They're and trying it, to make it, it a felony? they're trying to make it a felony um i think it's a felony after your second violation oh. 
is <laughs> what they, they're going to purport. After propose. you go to work twice. But it's so weird. Like, the, and the language that's being used around this is so bizarre. They keep talking about how they don't want to expose children to sexualized materials or sexualized performances or whatever. I'm like, well, first of all, have you ever seen a child beauty pageant? Like, those little Ugh. kids are just like... Oh, yeah. They've got the flippers in their mouths. They've got the makeup mm-hmm. all on. They're in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Bikini, like, that's just weird. And have they gone to a Titans game and to go see the cheerleaders that are out, out in front? They are barely wearing anything yeah. out there, aren't they? That's not sexualized right there. And if you're taking to a kid to a story hour, what kind of stories are you telling your children if you think that there's going to be something sexy involved at a bookstore with a, 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 a gigantic person with big hair and beautiful colors uh, reading a book. What, what is There's in your no mind? End to the no, it's, and it's weird because all they're doing is they are trying to target some of the most marginalized people in the state. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially all of these rules and laws that are coming out against trans people about like, the, if you. If you talked to a Republican, you would think that there is an epidemic sweeping the country (laughs) that everybody is taking their child and being like, oh, wait, I don't want this girl making a boy, you know, or I don't want this boy maker a girl, you know, like, just do this. That's not happening. That is just not not even happening anywhere. It is an infinitesimal number of the population of people who are trans. And it's an even smaller number of, of the population of of young people who are getting gender affirming care and most and I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure in most cases, if not all, nobody is doing anything about surgery. No, they are not talking about no. surgery. They no. are not talking about and you're sort of they're talking about a gender affirming care, which might be a hormone blocker, which might be um, just allowing them to go to school uh, at presenting as the way they they truly are. That that's and these bills and these laws are targeting just this little tiny group and because it is it's it's another uh it's, it's the, fear it's fear, fear yeah of the unknown and and think about all the energy for for something like this you know how horrible to spend time money and 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 legislative energy to legislate against people just trying to live their authentic lives it is sad and it's disgusting. But it, and this is also the the they're the ones who are screaming about like freedom of speech. Oh, yeah. You no are censoring us. Government shouldn't uh, get, be in our bedrooms and all the rest of it. I know. know. And there are this the party that was once against big government now wants them to regulate. You know everything. Everything. It's it's a little kooky pants, in my opinion. Yes, and in mine, and hopefully in the majority of Americans, and they won't stand for it, the majority. I know there's still people out there that feel that way, and that's who they're pandering to. Oh, I know, and CPAC was this weekend. But people weren't there. No. No. I heard he said even if indicted, he'll still go. He'll still go for the the nomination. He'll still run? Yeah, Yeah. whatever. (laughs) Well, people are still behind him, or at least at CPAC. Yeah, that group for sure. Yeah. yeah, but it's but like I I, they're they're screaming free speech. They're screaming, you know, we don't want this, and yet they won't allow somebody like this is my hey, this is my livelihood. My job is to be an entertainer and yeah. to do this. 
this is how I express myself. This is how I choose to, you know, my artistic expression. That's First Amendment stuff right there. You know, we are, they're going after small businesses. If they have to register as like an adult oriented venue now, do they have to like get rid of their, their liquor? Do they have to, what, what changes do they have to do for their business? It's, it doesn't make, it makes zero sense. And for, and like people can't say what they, the freedom of speech, but only if it's, if I like what you're saying, it's basically what it's turning into. Yeah. You know, this whole idea of, you know, like I said, what are the repercussions of, of you know, for trans folks going to work or going to the grocery store? Are they going to be accused of, of sexual, like adult-oriented entertainment? Right. I mean, they're or opening it, the door to do that. There's and, all this stuff, and it's like are people banning, like, what books you can read. You know, we don't deserve what kind of history we're teaching, you know, because it makes people uncomfortable. Like, wait, what? Or, you know, another extreme, Disney. You know, I don't like the way your company runs. I'm going to, you know, tax you differently because I don't agree with you philosophically. I mean, it's, it's oh, insane. Well, yeah, that whole. That's Florida. That's another that's Flor- state of <laughs> hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just don't. I mean, the book banning thing, DeSantis, is, is, there's no end to what he's up to. I mean, it's just frightening. Oh, well, and then when it comes down to, again, to thinking about the children, so they're not going to teach yeah. AP African-American history uh, there. And then he's, so I believe he's thinking about, like, we're, we're just going to get rid of AP courses. Altogether. Altogether, so we don't have to go back to, to you know, that sort of thing. It's like, wait a second. Then you're, you're disadvantaging because AP courses, you can actually save money because you get college credit for them. Yeah. And you're, but it's all for the children. It's all for this the children. This is all for oh, the children. All we all want to think about the children and everything. By the way, uh, go put on your little bikini and let's go to your, your beauty pageant, <laughs> little seven-year-old. <laughs> God, like, those, it's just, always made me. Those are really, I'm sorry, those things are really bad. They're creepy. They're creepy and weird. But the children, we have to think about, about the, children the children and, and their artistic the expression children? and their First Amendment rights. Any hoozles. Anyway. There we go. Okay, All we're right. Going well, listen, we're, yeah, we are, we, we've run it up to the end of the hour. Uh, but so we've got to take a break. Going to be a little bit of news. And when we come back, uh, there is more out Chicago right here on WCPT. So don't go anywhere. I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. Mm-hmm. There we are, rolling we along. Are. Beautiful Just day. like riding a bike. It is. There you are. Yeah. Blazing through all yes, this here. It's a gorgeous day out there. It sure is. Mm. Nice to come back to gorgeousness. Well, thank you. Yes, you too. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about the weather. Okay. Damn <laughs> and it. You. Damn it. And you and Devin are gorgeous. I know. I know. There we are. But we can, we're gorgeous because we think about young people. We think about the it's kids. Important. We, we do think about We do the think kids. about the young people and the children. What about the children? Think of the children. children. Yeah, people are ripping their hairs out about about the children right now, and they don't really seem to be caring too much about the damage that they're doing, which is, (laughs) that's fun. Uh, So uh, later on uh, this hour, we're going to be speaking with, uh, I I told you at the beginning of the the show, I met these really, really great people mm-hmm. uh, behind Al's Cookie Mix. Mm-hmm. They are a brand new small business uh, 
that makes delicious cookies, but they've got the big mission of providing uh, employment opportunities for uh, young adults with special needs. Uh, so we're going to be speaking. So with, important for these kids. Yeah, it's, it's and like young adults. and young adults. It's like because people who mm-hmm. you know, as you as some folks know, you know, there are certain services that are provided until like. 21 and then when it's 22 what what do we do it's really difficult so trying to keep people engaged and being a part of the community and and al's cookie mix is going to be is a part of that so we're going to be speaking with chef alvin green and angela ferguson uh the creative brains behind al's cookie mix i'm very excited about that uh and i'm also super duper excited uh because illinois safe schools alliance uh, which is a program of the public health uh, Institute of Metropolitan Chicago is launching a new youth-led initiative to support LGBTQ young people across Illinois. We've had them on the show before. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite organizations as as a former Probably educator, and you know, just making sure that 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 young people feel seen, feel safe, and feel. Um, accepted. Uh, and we're very, very fortunate to have uh, Megana Menon joining us today from uh, the Public Health Institute of Metropolitan Chicago. Megana, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Of course. of course. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day for uh, for joining us. And of course, thank you for all the wonderful work that you all do uh, with the Public Health Institute of Metropolitan Chicago and the Illinois Safe Schools Alliance. That's a lot of words right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of good words. A so. lot of great words. A lot of words. Uh, so, uh, Megana, can you remind folks uh, about... Uh, the mission and history of Illinois Safe Schools Alliance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, um, my, so my name is Megan Amenin. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I serve as the director of adolescent and school health at PHIMC. Um, and PHIMC, we are a public health nonprofit that advances health justice and strengthens public health through innovation partnerships that align people, strategies, and resources. Um, and the Illinois Safe Schools Alliance, as you said, a program of CHIMC was first an independent organization. Um, but you know, the the goal and the mission of of the alliance has continued through its work um, at PHIMC, and that is to promote the safety, support, and healthy development of LGBTQ youth in Illinois schools and communities through advocacy, education, youth organizing, and research. Um, And really, you know, recognizing that the health, well-being, and safety of queer young people is a public health issue. Uh, The Illinois Safe Schools Alliance made its home at THIMC um, in 2019. Yeah, and I think it is a match made in heaven uh, that the two of these, your missions, so align so so seamlessly together. I was very excited when uh, uh, folks reached out, uh, Megana, uh, that uh, you all had just received a grant from the Hollister Confidence Project. Um, what what is that all about, and where is that? What, what what's going to be going on with that? Sure. Yeah. So we um, have a partnership with the Hollister Confidence Fund. Um, this is uh, our third year working with them, which we're really grateful and fortunate for, and. This project is really to promote um, mental health and well-being among young folks um, with, you know, our focus being focused on LGBTQ young people. And so through our partnership, we are really excited to be able to expand our youth leadership programming 
through this work um, to really ensure that all of our programmatic work is rooted in the experiences of queer young people um, across the state and increase opportunities for them to imagine ways of um, creating safe and affirming environments for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And, you know, one you know plug I want to make sure I make is that we are seeking applicants for our youth advisory board, which would be leading this work. Um, so, you know, if any of your listeners are young folks or um, know of any LGBTQ and allied youth who are committed to LGBTQ justice, um, to, you know, please uh, send them our way to the application, um, which can be found, you know, on our Instagram, which is um, at IL Safe Schools. I love that. So how, what is the age range there? Because I know when we're dealing with talking with about young people, there's the age limit is, is different for each organization. Yeah. yeah. So our, um, this opportunity specifically is focusing on uh, the middle school and high school age. Okay. So through 12th grade, essentially. Um, and I do want to also add that the deadline to apply is this upcoming Friday, which is March 10th. Ooh, alrighty. All right, we'll get on out there. Get on out there. Come on. So, you know, it's I, I I've been you know having friends with with young with kids who are are still in high school, uh, and just being friends with the younger people. There seems to be with this with this younger generation. I guess it's Gen Z that there is a lot of. Uh, a feeling of de- of despair. That's, that's a horrible word to use, especially when talking about young people. But there seems to be a lot of uh, despair and hopelessness uh, within that's kind of just like right under the surface. And I think it has to deal with a lot of issues in terms of like, you know, people are worried about the climate and, you know, the, the, the vitriol that's in our politics right now and how divisive we are. And having rights taken away. And having away. rights taken away, you know, especially like for young queer folks who are having to face some really big challenges, um, you know, just in their day-to-day life as you are moving forward with this 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 wellness this this emotional wellness and mental health wellness and, and really picking a focus on that what are some of the issues that you have seen that um lgbtq youth here in illinois uh, you know across the state and in chicago in particular like what what are some of the issues that they are facing and that you're hearing from with this um new initiative yeah, I mean, I think certainly mental health rises to the top um, mm-hmm. and is connected to this this new program that we're, um, this new opportunity that we're, we're launching. Um, you know, more young people across the country are experiencing challenges in their mental health. And, you know, we've seen that through, you know, statements from the Surgeon General and the CDC and, you know, many other um, institutions, agencies. And so we know that to be true. And, you know, when we look at, um, you know, the communities within, you know, marginalized communities, queer young people do face higher rates of mental health challenges than their peers. Um, And I do want to make sure to note that it's not anything to do with those identities themselves that make them prone to mental health challenges, but rather, you know, the world, the society that stigmatizes queer identities. Mm -hmm. Um, have that impact on mental health and well-being. Um, and so, you know, in Illinois and in Chicago, I think, you know, we're seeing increased rates of young people hearing anti-LGBTQ remarks in schools. We're seeing increased rates of um, harassment and assault and discrimination 
Um, more, you know, young folks are considering dropping out due to hostile school climate. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing those rates increase um, over the last couple of years. And so that certainly are, those are certainly um, issues that come to the forefront. Um, and I think at the same time, you know, we also know that it's important to recognize that we're not alone in this and that young people are not alone in this. And so when we are able to create spaces um, where young folks can come together and kind of share their experiences and also strategize on how to, um, on how to fight this, then, you know, we see um, positive outcomes there as well and the increased resiliency and just advocacy for themselves as a huge um, opportunity for just, to be able to feel like they uh, are able to make that impact and, and less less of the feelings of despair that you had mentioned feelings. Yeah, and it gives young people agency. Like that that to me is one of the the wonderful things about this. When you have something that is going to be a youth led initiative where you're getting feedback from the the community, from the community that's being affected. In this case it's younger queer folks. Um that there is something when they, like you said, uh, it is such an empowering moment when they can all get together, uh, have that sense of community, find those people like, oh, I am not alone. I, I'm not the only person that feels this way. And like, okay, good. You find uh, uh, that sort of relationship, and then to brainstorm to come up with like, okay, so how do we how do we combat this? It's so powerful for the people who are involved in that, like the, the youth leaders, but I also feel that the impact of the initiative is stronger to their peers because it is created by their peers. Does that, did I just, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, nothing um, about us without us, right? Yeah. So I think absolutely that's true. And, and I also want to say that, you know, so much of the youth organizing work also has an impact on the adults in their lives too. Mm-hmm. And so when, when adults, you know, whether that's parents, community members, uh, people in their schools, see the work that they're doing, you know, that may also have an impact beyond just, you know, their peers, which, um, which is important too. I think we know, you know, through our work um, in professional learning and working with young folks that, Oftentimes, many of the young folks get it. It's the adults that may need, you know, that additional education um, and learning um, and evolving um, and, you know, openness to to learn from the young folks in their lives. Do you think the... the Public schools, I mean, you mentioned, Magana, that, you know, they, people, sadly, on the other side of things have been empowered to uh, not be kind and to speak out negatively, you know, towards people that are different. Are, do you think this, the public education here in Illinois, are they stepping up in the, in the way they need to? I mean, maybe, as you said, these kids are bringing it to their attention, but it seems like the uh, effort needs to really be increased as far as you know, being on the side of these kids, and are are you seeing it from from public education here in Illinois? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you know when we're looking at the national landscape that you know are specifically targeting trans and gender expansive young people. Um, you know, there's a record number of 
bills in different states that are specifically, you know, targeting and and anti-LGBT bills. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, in Illinois, we, we have those as well. And, but not as, as many, as many other states, which um, is of course a good thing. And we do have, you know, a a current administration and protect and laws on the books that are affirming and support uh, LGBTQ young people, which, you know, is really critical um, to be able to have those laws and policies in place so that when there is um, pushback mm-hmm. at the local level, we can turn to these policies and say, hey, this is this is what is um, the law. Law in our and state. So Good. The law in our state, exactly. And so that that is critical. Um, I think what we're seeing, you know, more and more of is around organizing happening at the local level, um, specifically, you know, within school boards and kind of some um, anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric really kind of bubbling up within school boards. In school boards. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that there's an opportunity for, um, for more organizing and more um, engagement from, you know, from us and from our, you know, allies um, to to do that. And I think there is a lot happening. And so, you know, whenever possible, just like, you know, they, they may be, um, people on the right, maybe, um, uh, you know, running for school board members, we want to encourage, you know, people on, you know, on the, on the left, on our, mm-hmm. on our yeah, more so than ever. We need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Those, those meetings and provide testimony. Um, and so I think that there are several ways and levels that um, folks can get engaged. And, um, and I think, you know, I think consistently um, holding school districts accountable for the policies that are on the books and what they are required to uphold is something that, you know, our organization does Good. as well as many others. Um, which is critical as well to, to be able to have that accountability. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. So Thank you, you're, you were talking about in terms of uh, community engagement and you know, you're putting together this whole youth-led initiative um, to really focus on sup- and the support for LGBTQ folks, uh, young people in Illinois. What So what is, first of all, since we're looking for folks to be on that that committee or task force, I don't know the right word for it, to be a part of that initiative, what is like the the time commitment that we're thinking of because, you, you know, that we're talking about? Because a lot of young people are busy, especially especially those who would be like, I wanted to go be, I'm an activist. Like they've, they've got stuff to do. What is like, what is the time commitment and what does the process look like of, cre- of starting this initiative? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of time commitment, um, we, you know, because we're going, going to be a statewide advisory board, um, we do want, you know, the board to be representative of the state. And so w- most of our, you know, meetings and convenings will all be happening virtually. Um, and we are thinking, you know, maybe one to two meetings a month um, with, you know, some, some work happening in between. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's, currently from April through September, although there's an opportunity to um, reapply for the next cohort as well. Mm. Um, And I do want to say that it is a paid opportunity. So um, that's something 
that um, hopefully will, we want to make sure that we are paying our young people for their time and expertise in this work. Excellent. All right. Well, get a little, get a little coin there while you're doing the good good work. Good work and get, get something for it. Yeah, but that's. Get some reinforcement. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, this this makes me happy because what what you were saying too about, you know, there are organizations within Illinois Week Illinois is one of them that is really trying to infiltrate the school boards. And I'm glad that you brought that up because school boards are like that's that seems to be where folks are going Mm -hmm. right now. And it it impacts our youth. It impacts our youth if you are limiting curriculum and et cetera. So, yeah. So what what Mm -hmm. what do you hope will be the. The, the what is the end game? What is the what? What are you hoping for? Like in the best case scenario, what, what what's going to happen with this brand new initiative? Really, you know, we are hoping for to engage and create a, a way of continuing to engage a diverse, broad set of young people across the state to continue to um, guide all of our work. We really want all of our our work to be rooted in young people's experiences and priorities and for them to set it um, and then for our work to um, be in service of advancing those priorities. And so um, really, you know, it's, it's a way for us to strengthen um, our work with young people directly. And we have, you know, I know we have had folks from our organization come before to talk about Action Camp, which mm-hmm. um, is the huge, you know, youth leadership or events that we that we have every year, and so you know, I think really being able to create um, more opportunities and more spaces for young people to feel supported and to build community amongst themselves, and then to take what they learn um, back to their communities and to their schools, and to um, be, you know, have the skills and the um, and the inspiration to kind of be activate the communities and across the state but again what you're doing is you are creating uh, the next generation of leaders the next generation of activists of thinkers of people who want to make a change uh and that's one of the reasons why i love illinois safe schools alliance uh which is a program of the public health institute of metropolitan chicago uh if folks do want to uh are interested in maybe applying they know a young person or they have one in their family uh can you remind our listeners how they can find out information about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the application link um, itself is a bit.ly link. So it's um, bit.ly slash capital Y-A-B 2023. Um, or you could go to our Instagram, um, which is at IL for Illinois. Safe schools, um, and that's where you know they'll get the link as well as any other um, future opportunities um, around our work. Oh, excellent, Magana Menon. Thank you so much for joining us, and again, thank you for the work that you all are doing, and thank you for uh, empowering uh, young people. We need you more than ever. Yeah. So thanks, Magana. Thanks so much, Scott and Alan, for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, and keep moving on, moving yep. forward. Hey, we got to move forward through a break, uh, but stick around. There's more out Chicago right after this, so stick around.
And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller. Rolling along. Yes, we are. Rolling along. We're getting a little, um, I'm getting a little hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry right now. I can tell you that. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and I, you know, you, you've got a sweet tooth. Yes, I do. I've got a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I became very sweet on our next two guests. Yeah. Um, I had the great pleasure a couple of weeks ago to be a judge for the World of Chocolate, which was a benefit for the AIDS Foundation Chicago. Mm-hmm. They had chocolatiers from all over uh, the city uh, to helping to support a great cause. And I just fell in love with uh, Al's cookie mix. Uh, most Well, because their cookies were really good. Really, really good. Um, but I was able to uh, to meet and chat with uh, the creative brains behind uh, Al's Cookie Mix, uh, Chef Alvin Green and Angela Ferguson, and I asked them to come on the show today. Yay. So, Chef Alvin, Angela, welcome to Out Chicago. How are y'all doing? Very well, thank Thanks. you, Scott and Ellen. Oh, it's our pleasure. <laughs> but okay, Angela can attest. When I took a bite of their cookies, I almost I, I had I had to, my knees crumbled. I came. I had to. She's like, I should have been taking a video of that because mm. that was the best reaction. Great, great stuff. Uh, Al, how Alvin? How yeah. did or for both of you? I guess how did Al's cookie mix with two X's come about? Um. Uh, our youngest, Aiden, our youngest son, Aiden, he lives with autism. And we had been discussing for probably since he was in elementary school what would be the next step after he ages out of CPS at 22. And so as a family, we were playing around with different ideas. And I love to bake. I have uh, started baking cookies when I was six years old, and I just turned 56. So but that it's been a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and so we decided to combine my love for baking cookies and our love as a family for Aiden, and just to see what we could do to make sure that he and his friends had uh, gainful employment and in different opportunities to give back to the community and just be a, a, a cre- an active participant in the community. So that's Al's Cookie Mix. Well, Out of your passion became a beautiful work uh, of of helping others, and that is the ultimate, I think. So, congratulations right. for for digging deep and finding that. Yeah, thanks. But it was, it was it's like I said, it's not just me. It's uh, my wonderful wife Angela, and actually, it was her idea to take my love for cooking and actually take it to another level. Because on Al's cookie mix, you can. Uh, you can create your own custom cookie. Oh. You, you, yeah. pick, you, you pick your base, chocolate, vanilla, oatmeal. You add, you go to our list of mixing ingredients, and you can add up to like five mixing ingredients. We encourage, we encourage up to five because we know people out there are going to try to do more, but and uh, the ratio will be off. But it was <sighs> her idea to create your own custom cookie. So, like I said, you pick your base, pick your mix-ins, we get your order. We uh, mix it by hand, so we keep keep everything small batch, and um, we get your order and we bake it fresh. And we're going to ship nationally Monday through Wednesday, and we're going to have local pickup in Beverly uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays at our production oh. facility. Oh. And so, and that, that also would help our uh, employees gain social skills uh, and, and like uh, just other different skills they can have. So you you bake the cookies. You don't sell the dough. 
No, we you know we bake the cookies and we call it the mix. I mean, like Alice mix. Yeah, cookie mix is because you get to mix in what you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, where most uh, cookie companies, they tell you what's in your cookie. We always say you can tell us what to put in your cookie. So, do you cringe sometimes when someone comes up with a, a mix that you feel <laughs> is maybe not exactly what you would have in there, or do you make sure all of your ingredients are going to pretty much? Uh, make a good cookie, no matter how they mix it in. I because our base has been perfected, like I said, in almost fifty years. Mm. Most ingredients, it, it they tend to work. I mean, there there's been some surprises when people have said, "I want this, this, and this," <laughs> and we're like, "I'm saying to myself, that doesn't sound good." But then you surprise me, taste, and you're like. That's pretty good. <laughs> Some people, they, they have an idea. I'm with you on the, I've been baking cookies since I was the same age. And so I, cookies are my favorite dessert. So I love your passion and I love what you uh, and your beautiful wife, Angela, have, have done here. Girl, right cool. now they've also got a strawberry chocolate chip thing that's a going on. Like, yes, I chocolate. saw it on the website. I saw it on the website, alscookiemix.com. Uh, Angela, so what, talk to me through this this process of the, the thought process, you know, Chef Alvin is giving you all the credit. Like it was her idea to do this. Where where did this inspiration come from? Uh, well, I think people should have a choice, and I love the idea of going to like you know some of the chains like a Chipotle or uh, was it uh, Blaze Pizza Mod. Mm-hmm. I get to pick what I want. So I had not seen that being offered for cookies. I thought it was a great concept to allow people to build their own cookie. Plus, you know, in this day and age, everybody wants to have a very individualized experience. Mm-hmm. And I think this lets you do that. And I think, you know, today everything's about user experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this would just allow people to choose what they want. But like you said, there are Al's favorites on there as well. So if someone does not want to have that experience, they can just go, hey, <laughs> chocolate chip with nuts and they yeah. can hit the button and be done. Yeah, and they're like, okay, there's 50 years of love behind this one. Click, send it my way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so Al, what what is your, well, both of you, what has your journey, your culinary journey been like? Because I know, like, your passion is for cookies, but it hasn't always been what you, where you've been going. What, what was your culinary journey like? Um, I grew up in a family of excellent, wonderful cooks. And, um, People always say, where'd you go to culinary school? I said, my mama's kitchen. Yep. So, so I mean, my mother was an excellent kitchen, uh, cook. And so I actually learned from her and my older siblings. And I guess growing up in a family like that, we were foodies before there was a term foodie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, and so we always loved trying different things. We always just loved cooking. And I guess there's this term now that said, uh, 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 food is my love language. It's always been our family's love language. That's how we've shown each other. I mean, how we love each other, how we get together. And uh, we spread out now so we don't get together as much as we used to when we were much younger. But, and so I grew up just like learning how, like lo- loving food and learning how to cook. And, and said, um, about probably 15, 20 years ago, uh, like I said, we were always, always in the tent, about 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, everyone started saying, you need to do a catering company, you need to do a restaurant, do something. And we had a really good friend and who was like a consummate uh, entrepreneur. He said, give it a try. Even if it fails, give it a try because you don't want to look back one day and regret this. And so we started a catering company 
And then when uh, Aiden was diagnosed right before his third birthday, uh, we kind of stepped back from that catering uh, all the time, full time, and to make sure that, uh, and I became his primary caregiver so he could get him uh, to his therapies. And at one point we had therapy six days a week. Mm. So really, really couldn't cook then. So, right. but, but, and then, so as he's gotten older, we've gotten more back into it. And I, I became a private chef at one point. And then with the pandemic, it kind of like, we were able to hit that reset button and say, kind of figure out really what we wanted to do from, uh, for him and for his friends. And, and it, it kept coming back to my first love of cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can get, you can get so much into a cookie mm. and like, like we have one, we call it the grown up cookie. It has four different chocolates, semi-sweet milk, dark, white, Coconut, uh, pecans, oatmeal, cinnamon, vanilla, frangelico, and one cookie. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That sounds amazing. Like, oh. That sounds like one bite. Okay. I'd be full, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you employ, uh, your son works with you uh, in the, in the, in the uh, business? Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he, he, he helps out now, but he will, because our mission is to provide special needs adults uh, once they age out. Uh, EPS, whatever school district they're in, with gainful employment because uh, there's never enough employment opportunities or programs for them. And um, like doing our, through our research, we found out that adults with autism have a, they have an 85% unemployment rate nationally. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do our part, so we said that uh, Aiden's going to work with us. And uh, right now he's at an um, a transitional program through Chicago Public Schools. It's called Southside Occupational mm-hmm. Academy High School, and he's in the culinary program over there. Oh, nice! So, and so he's working with them, like they're building on that, and so we're gonna um, pull from uh, that school and his friends in the neighborhood and work with Special Olympics, and we're and we're gonna. Employ as many uh, special needs adults as we can. I was about to ask about how many do you think you can you can uh, employ at this point? At this point, it's, it's kind of only going to be a few because, like I said, we, we're just getting to our permanent location. We have been bouncing around from kitchen to mm-hmm, kitchen as we mm-hmm. get going, and so we're getting to our permanent location. And right now, I don't know how many kids we can employ. We're just going to as we grow and and sure. people start showing their support. We'll we'll bring them on as as many as we can, and our motto for the kitchen is going to be get in where you fit in. So love it. Your skills, whatever your skill set is, we're going to figure it. Because like when we were talking about packaging, Angela was saying, we, well, we're going to use kind of off the shelf, basic white boxes and labels because that's somebody's job to put labels on the box, put okay. the boxes together, pack them up. So the more cookies people order from you, the more people eventually could be uh, part of this program, which is a great thing. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. We can, yeah, and, and, and like you said, and, yeah, the, the more they order, the more uh, they can, uh, we can employ kids. Our that. motto is your employment provides, I mean, your enjoyment provides employment. Nice. So good. It's so good. So Angela, so you you finally you do you you found a new permanent space. I know like the pandemic hit everybody, and it, I recall that you you guys kind of like oh we we did the best we could. But the, so you found a new place 
right now. What are your What are you hoping for? Have you all moved in yet? Because I think you would just. I might be remembering this wrong because of a chocolate coma, uh, but I think we, I think at the world of chocolate, you were saying like we just signed our new lease. We're we're got a place in I believe in Beverly. Like, is am I making that up or like what's like the no. one year? Yeah, go. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, we just got into the space. It is not officially open yet. Al's still using other kitchens, uh, but our equipment's in there because we had stored our equipment. You know when he uh, shut down the catering business during the pandemic. Yeah. And so the plumber's been in there, uh, the, the, the cook lines in there. So now it's just like small things like the electricians coming in next week just to make sure everything's okay. Because, of course, you have to have approval from the city and the Department of Health before you can open. Of course. Yeah. Hopefully very soon uh, we can make that happen if, you know, the waiting time isn't too long. But right. Very shortly. Yeah, but there are all those hoops, really too. But I just yes. Now I've, now I've got a question for you. Is this going to be, uh, when you have this your, your brick-and-mortar place, is this going to be like a place where folks can come in and and just like buy cookies right off the thing? Or is it still going to be like you need to order online at uh, alscookiemix.com, and that's two with two Xs, where you go in and you order? Or will people be able to come in and, you know, see you all busily, you know, putting together boxes and loading up things and cooking and baking and all that good stuff? Or is it just strictly right now going to be an online business the initial plan is for the online business but we are just we said we would have local pickup like thursday friday saturday but not just like a regular retail bakery right okay Mm -hmm. i'll be pre-ordered and your order would be prepared prior to you arriving gotcha okay that's good i didn't know if you'd have like a big case full of cookies and just Mm -hmm. that would be eventually perhaps okay okay and so as you're moving forward um how how has Aiden been responding with uh, with this new business? As you know, as you are you are, you know, he's in culinary uh, classes right now. Um, you all are beginning this this journey with a new brick and mortar place. How is that affecting you know your your family unit? Um, well, Aiden is a man of few words, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> So he, you know, he seems to enjoy it. He says he likes culinary. He is very aware that this company is around for him. Like Alvin always asks him, he's like, whose business is this? And he's like, it's my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he likes the idea. Um, but I think until it actually comes into full fruition, he won't necessarily appreciate everything yet but mm-hmm. i think it'll come nice absolutely well again because you have people first of all i had these cookies i'm looking at them online they're really good. you guys <laughs> and they just do you use like a chocolate chip cookie base is that kind of what your cookie base is that's or? the vanilla or oh. no yeah i mean there's like there are three bases there's the chocolate uh cookie base there's a the vanilla and there's an oatmeal base. Oh. And we're working, and we're working on a vegan, gluten-free paleo base. Gotta what? Have that these days. What? Oh, I know. I eat anything, just so you know, I know. But, you know, but yeah. For those folks, and yep, and so we use uh, European-style butter oh. in all our uh, uh, bases because organic eggs. European, <laughs> yep, organic eggs, hurricane, mm-hmm. uh, uh, non-GMO sugar, um, uh, mm. bleached flour pure vanilla, uh, just really high-quality ingredients because, as Angela always says, if it's not worth the calories, don't eat it. I'm with Angela. <laughs> right on. And 
And as somebody who has tried them firsthand, they are definitely worth the calories. And uh, I think there's definitely an organization that is worth supporting. Y'all, you really are an inspiration. Uh, not only just like with, with your delicious cookies, they were, I mean, they're really so I, I good. I can tell. They're delicious I, I, looking. Yeah, I can't tell you. Like, mm. Angela saw me. I had to sit down after I took a bite of one, you know. Um, mm. But not only are you just making these incredible delectable items, but you're also providing a, a service and, and opportunity. Not a yeah. service, you're providing opportunities. And you too. Just, you know, I, I don't know you well, but, you know, you seem to me like you're like, it sounds like you've been through some stuff and you are a model of not, not surviving, but thriving. Yes, and, indeed. and I'm, I'm so excited for this new endeavor. Um, everybody, you need to go out there and you need to support, uh, Al's cookie mix, uh, great cookies. They deliver. You just go click. Pick your pick your base, pick your toppings, click order, they'll send it out for you. And you can go to Al's Cookie Mix with two X's, so M-I-X-X.com, uh, and order a whole bunch of cookies. Mm. I mean, there's gotta be some St. Patrick's Day cookies that you could have, you know, and you know, all mm-hmm. these holidays, and just an occasion for cookies. There's always so, an occasion for cookies with some of us. Right? Indeed. <laughs> yes. Exactly, exactly. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, again, it's alscookiemix.com. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show today, and thank you so much for uh, for being a force of, of good uh, in the world out there. Yeah. Uh, so Chef Alvin Green, Angela Ferguson behind Al's Cookie Mix, uh, y'all are the best. Thank Thanks you so much. both so much. Good luck to you. Thank, thank you, guys. You're thank welcome. You. There thank you, you go. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, while we go to break, you can go to alscookiemix.com and order some cookies right now, and when come back it's the final thrilling show-stopping moments about chicago right here on wcpt welcome back i'm paul oakley stovall you're listening to out chicago on wcpt and welcome back to out chicago scott dove here along with ellen miller hey those cookies oh i'm such a cookie monster i love cookies it's good. I love all cookies. I'm telling you, you need to try it. It's Al's Cookie I'm Mix. I'm order some from Two them. Two X's. Them. You know, our, one of my best friends, Natalie West, and her husband, Keith, have a, an autistic son. He's in his mid-late 20s now, and I totally understand uh, the employment situation. Yeah. Um, um, you want to keep these people vital, and you want to give them something to do, because they are human beings that feel better about themselves when they are doing something. Well, I think most people do. Everybody you know? does, but there are just not enough opportunities for these people. I know, and now we've got so Al's So I really appreciate mix. Al's cookies. So yes. Thank so you. Again, Thank Al's you both, Angela and Al, for what you're Al's Cookie yeah. Mix, two X's, yes. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking on the on, on the Google machine. Yes. Uh, so it looks like the Straight Pride Parade is Saturday. Yeah, probably, yeah, because thanks, St. Patrick's Day is, uh, oh, it's this Saturday. It's the 11th, Oh, it's yeah. always the Saturday before, and fr- the Friday is, the following Friday is, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be, I guess we're having, a, uh, we're having a straight pride parade. There it is. That's happening. Yeah. Shenanigans. Can't wait to talk about oh, it next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Dying the whole thing green. Uh, but that's fine because it's leading us up to uh, gay Christmas. <laughs> Yes, it is. The, Which Oscars. Is the Oscars. So uh, I am woefully behind 
on all of my viewing. I am pretty caught up, I must say. Well, you also have... A wife who's a, a SAG very member. very diligent member of, the, of SAG. Yeah, I do. Was... We, we, we watched everything. I, I, before, I don't think I got to it before I left, but I had just watched The Whale. You were talking about Oh, that. did I talk yeah, about Yeah, a little oh bit. Oh, my hit. God. It's, that I don't performance. Know if we talk about it on the air. That performance is amazing by Brendan Fraser. I really, and he won the SAG Award I saw last week, last Sunday for Best Actor. Um, not the easiest to watch, like so many great movies can be, but really, really a, a, a performance that, and I think, deserves Oscar recognition. Look, one thing that's making me very, very happy is that everything, everywhere, all at once is totally cleaning up. I know you didn't like it. Here's, I know I did not like it. I just you were. I didn't know what to expect when I got into it. So I have to. Uh, my friend that was over had to watch it again. So yeah. I may need to like watch well, it here's again. Well, here's the thing, and I think there is a big, different experience than viewing it in a theater mm. than viewing it at home. Could be. You know, I was uh, texting with a friend of mine. Um, who actually lives in Memphis? And mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm gonna get ready to go. You know, she's um, she's tying. She's like, I, I want to watch this movie, but I hear there's like a lot of mother daughter things, and I'm a little worried. And I'm like, blah, blah blah, and and she was like, maybe I should like have a gummy. And I'm like, no, no, do not, do not enter into this movie. <laughs> do not, do not take no, but, it from experience. Yeah, enter, but see that? Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. See, I think it's like if you enter into this movie, it's it's such a crazy, wild ride that yeah. you just need to sit mm-hmm. and let the movie happen to you. Because there's something, I don't know, that was such a universal story for me, it, being in the specificity of this immigrant family, that there was something so universal about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need so, to alter yourself you at don't, all because you the movie is mind altering you, in itself. You, your mind will be altered. Yes, take it, take <laughs> you it from know? me. But um, yeah, that, so that's. I'm so happy that it is getting all this recognition. Because, and I think that's that's the problem. I think there's there's a difference. I saw, got to see it in the movie theater, mm-hmm. which is I that think was be. actually one of the last movies I saw in a movie theater. For you, for, I remember, I remember the when you first saw it. Like, you loved it. Last it was year. like it really was just like yeah. I have never seen anything like this before. Incredible storytelling. The performances are great. I'm so glad Michelle Yeoh, yeah. you know, Kihi Kwan, or they he like that whole story. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even. Like, she was a child actor. Yes, yeah. I mean, I grew up with him. I grew up yeah. with Short Round and Data, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and the Temple of Doom and Goonies. Like I loved him. He was so funny and, there and he smart. Is, as an and adult was an man adult. and doing doing great work and having years and. Eating chapstick and having a fight with a fanny pack, and I'm and kicking butt. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so. I know it's like it's hard to explain. I don't. <laughs> Devin's face just got like very. What are you talking about? It's it really is. I'm I'm gunning for that. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that again that they've been getting all of these these awards. I believe the Independent Spirit Awards were just. Last night, Ooh, okay. and they won again. Yeah, they're doing all this stuff. Definitely a trend happening for that movie. It so. sure is. It sure so we'll is. see. And I love Oscar night uh, next Sunday night, so we'll talk more about that probably next Sunday, about the different categories. Maybe we'll make some predictions like we like to do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But, again, I would just watch the uh, the Banshees of Inisherin 
last night. All my actor friends love that movie. And it's well they because just love it. There's I know this, specifically there's a little bit actors. Like the, well, yeah, because it's very theatery. Because uh, Martin McDonough is a playwright as well as, okay, a, as a director. I didn't see it yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's really it's almost like a modern day fairy tale. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's. It's you're just like what's happening, and but the performances are so good. Like the writing is so it's it's beautifully shot. It's it's really great. Um, I watched on the plane home last night a movie I knew hadn't really heard about. And I think it was under the radar, and I'm kind of sad about it because I thought it was amazing. She said, she said. Do you even know about the movie? Um, is no. that about the Me Too? Yes, it's about the uh, the two columnists for the New York Times. And how they broke the Harvey Weinstein story, and it is a great movie. It's well acted, and I don't. It didn't get any love, and I don't know why. Because it is excellent. I'll Absolutely tell you why, because excellent. Because it's, it's about, about women. All, yeah, it was women about women. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, but I I'd, I'd like to recommend it to, because it's it's really a. It shows you what journal you know, what journalists go through both. Uh, emotionally and, and, and through their job to get a story like, to get to a story like this, especially a story, women covering other women uh, that were, you know, abused. Was it a, uh, is, it a, uh, is it a documentary or is it like a, it's a, a feature? Film. It's a feature, it's a feature film, okay. yeah, but it is based on, you know, what happened. And, right. I'll uh, have to check it out. Yeah, and uh, Ashley Judd plays herself in a small role in it. Okay, we were just talking about her. Yeah, the other day. and how it's it's a fantastic movie. I really highly recommend it. Yeah, I um even though it's got incredibly snubbed by the by the, all the awards this year, I um I, I'm carving out time to watch Till. Yeah, I you know Kathy and I wanted to watch it. And I'm just that story yep. still makes me so sad. It should, and it should, we need to be reminded. It's one of those things where it it's. Like that's that's important. Mm-hmm. It is, you know. And talk about like a a labor of love. Whoopi Goldberg is trying to get this movie made for what decades now, and it finally came up. And I think people are resisting it because we know the story, yeah. but I don't think we really all know the story. No, you know. You're right. And it's one of those things where I think we need to, especially nowadays, you know, we need to be reminded of of what's out there because stuff hasn't changed. You know, so I think that's one of those things that's it's on my so list. True. And I'm like, you know, if we and because you were just saying the whale that made, that was uncomfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's not good. But I but think we need but, to but watch after that. After you watch it, you feel like you've watched something that was important for you. Or you things that have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Don't be afraid. to. I mean, just think about like Schindler's List. Yeah, that's that a movie was I don't ever tough need. One. It's one I don't need no, to see again. No, but we need, we're glad we saw it. We needed yeah. to see it. I don't need to see that again. Uh, so true. Like Longtime Companion. I don't know that. Do you one. remember? That was one of the first movies that was about AIDS, oh, um, yeah. and it came out at a time when people who oh, yeah. were there were straight actors who were playing right. these gay roles, and they were all very brave because right. they were, you know, <laughs> but it's a, watching these people be decimated. You know, by and ravaged by a disease. Mm, Stuff that is not like those movies are like they're not easy to watch, but I think they are important things in order for us to change, like are on a cellular level. Absolutely, that's the importance of art and the importance of storytelling is to generate empathy, to show these different stories, to show different perspectives, Mm -hmm. and to remind us that we're all connected and that we have these these moments of humanness. And if we ignore the 
awful, ugly parts, we're no better than than people who are like, we can't teach history. You're right. That's you know, right, like Scott. that's that's the thing 100%. that I think that we need to be thinking about. So. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I'm woefully behind on all of my my movies. Oh. I need to go catch up on them. Before. You got a week. I know, but they're like, aren't there like 10? Where? I don't even know. I can't see the, even all the best. There we are. All's quite on the Western Front. Haven't seen it Haven't yet. seen that one. Avatar The Way of Water. Not going to see it. Don't care. Banshees of Inner Yeah. Elvis. Yep. We'll watch Saw that. Elvis. Everything Everywhere All Once. Yep. Saw the Fablemans. Haven't it. seen Saw it. it. It's good. Tar. Tar. This always gets people, a lot of people love Kate Blanchett, not the movie. But I loved her performance so much that I liked the movie fine. All right. See, I don't know. There we go. And Top Gun Maverick. What? I didn't watch that one either. Best picture. Really great cinematography. But mm. uh, Triangle of Sadness, which I want to watch. I think I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, I haven't home. seen that one either. A Take on the Rich. Um, supposedly dark comedy. Hmm. Uh, and Women Talking, which is Women again, Talking. Yep. Another tough another, one. Another tough one but that we need to watch. See. So, all right. So, all right, we'll have more go. next week yes, on next that. Week we'll talk but more. until then, I want to thank uh, all of our guests uh, Megan Amenin, uh, 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 Alvin Green, and Angela Ferguson. Remember, alscookiemix.com. That's mixed with two X's. Devin, thank you so much. Have a great show today on the Sports Cubicle at nine o'clock over there. Paul, thank you uh, for being you. Whatever you do back there. Ellen Miller. Welcome back. Thank you, so Scott. So glad to see you. Nice to be back there with you. There we are. Uh, and I'm Scott Duff. And until next week, stay, stay proud. proud.